note that any comments, jokes, questions, maybe, anything that we say on the History of Bad Ideas is all in good fun, and remember, we insult everybody. Our thoughts, opinions, questions, anything else, actions that we do on the show do not reflect any of our employers, organizations, advertisers, or anyone else that is associated with the History of Bad Ideas. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just a joke. Welcome to the History of Bad Ideas, episode number 346. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm the intern. There we go. Brian, you might be promoted because you've been here consistently more than, you know, the regular host, Jim and Blake. So you might be promoted. Okay. Too. All right. Jim With might... that promotion, does someone get demoted and we get a new intern? Uh, that means that Jim becomes the intern. Okay. So... That's what I'm guessing. So does that mean he can't take his golfing uh, trips all the time, man? Correct. Correct. As an intern? You know, for as much golf Jim does, you know, he should be on the pro circuit right now. I mean, my God. He should be. Tiger Woods doesn't even golf this much. Yes, he does. (laughs) Does he, though? Does he? I mean, with as much golf as Jim has been playing, he should be president. Oh, down the hall. Oh, come on, that was Down so obvious. Down the hall. <laughs> Down the hall. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. Episode 346. It's August, I think. I don't even know anymore. Um, it is. It is August. You know, it's a bad It's bad when my kids keep asking what day it is. They have no idea. Uh, <laughs> it's August 11th. Happy birthday, Mike. Oh, happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. Yeah. Um... Real quick, uh, some sad news. Breath of silence. Kamala the wrestler has passed away. Oh, then you're going to say something about Kamala Harris. No, 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 no. Kamala (laughs) the wrestler. He passed away. Uh, He's been battling kidney diseases, uh, kidney disease for a while, and he got COVID and uh, passed away a couple days ago. So uh, 70 years old. 70 years old. So, you know, he didn't have much... Like champion, he didn't have many championships, but he still made a name for himself on the circuit for a long, long time as Kamala. Him and Kim, well, I didn't know who he was, so he at least, yeah, made that much of a name for himself. Yeah. So um, poor Kamala, though he passed away. So breath of silence for him. Uh, I don't think anyone else famous died this week, so that's positive, I guess. Anyone else die that we know of? Uh. I don't think I've heard of one, or I forgot him if I did. Uh, um, I did. Uh, how are you guys doing, though? Anything exciting going on? 
Well, this hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> what hockey game? I'm, I'm, I'm watching it over here. It's the uh, Blue Jackets Lightning in the uh, first round of the the playoffs. Now, first game in quadruple overtime. Mm-hmm. Corpusalo set a new record for number of saves in a uh, postseason game. So, in this, since it's a little bit different in this hockey because they were playing for seedings in that last round, and my Maple Leafs sucked. Um, Lost to Blue Jackets, yes. In every round of the, uh, in every overtime, they keep losing a player, right? So in the fourth overtime, it's just goalie no. versus goalie, right? They just no. keep hitting it back and forth. No, they they don't lose people in playoff overtime. Oh, well, that would make it kind of more fun. <laughs> just have goalies go against each other. Come on. It in regular season, it does go down to uh, two on two, what, three on three. Yes. Uh, in overtime and then shoot out if they're still tied after like a five minute overtime, I think. Is it, it three is. on three or four on four? Three on three. Three on three. Okay. So, so battle of the goalies right now. Uh, your room, your room for Tampa. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's uh, not correct. No. My, my future ex-wife, uh, Alexa. I Bliss. don't dislike Tampa, but I'm not going to be rooting for them in this. I try not to root for any Florida. Is on the team. lightning. What's up? Said Alexa Bliss is on the Lightning. No, Alexa Bliss, my future wife, is actually a Columbus Blue Jackets fan because she's from Columbus. So I guess uh, I root for Columbus tonight, uh, just because of Alexa. So we were talking earlier today, and we figured I figured I'd jump on that bandwagon. So why are you shaking your head, Brian? Why are you shaking your head? No, no, no it's okay. that's totally totally believable, Jason. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Yep. So, uh, Brian, anything new with you? No, no, relatively quiet week. Okay. Okay. Just uh, finished up Umbrella Academy. Interesting. Uh, What's that? Interesting end, huh? Yeah, it was uh, quite a twist. I'm uh, 15 episodes behind. So uh, (laughs) my goal is after the podcast tonight, I'm going to start watching it again, the end of first season. (laughs) So that's my goal. I believe that. Uh, there's not much else out there that I need to catch up on. Well, everything. Only but, all those Marvel shows on I, I've Netflix. I've given up. No, fuck that. <laughs> I've, I've given up oh, on that. Oh, so you're actually admitting that you've given up on them. Except Jessica Jones. I'm going to catch, finish that one. I'm going to finish that oh, one. okay. <laughs> it um, was the best of the It Marvel was good. Those shows. five episodes I saw were awesome. <laughs> they were awesome. The Punisher, um, by far, the best. Was, no, it, that, was that. it that good? It was awesome. I watched the first two episodes and it didn't hook me. I'm not a huge Punisher comic book fan, but I do I, like him in the in the movies. I like him in the movies. I never liked the Punisher as a character, so I that's probably why I can't get into the show. I just yeah, I like my heroes to be heroes, not cold-blooded murders. Do you think he would you would have liked him more if Rob Layfield drew him and gave him more pockets. Do you think that was more pockets? He would have been a better character. Okay. It was Just all checking. about pockets. Okay. Just checking. Um, I'm trying, uh, I'll get you something here, Jeff, uh, in a second about comic books that I post on our history of bad ideas, Facebook page. Uh, Brian, did you watch any movies this week? Um, no, we didn't, uh, we didn't watch any movies this week. Actually, 
we just finished up Umbrella Academy. Um, we started on Yellowstone. I've heard nothing but and good things. That we we watched the first season, and then when we switched over to YouTube, we lost Paramount. So YouTube just added Paramount finally. So we're we're catching up. Started on that, and then uh, I did start Money Heist on Netflix. Is that the movie with Edge? Uh, no, no, no. This is a show. This, oh, that's the Spanish show? Yeah, the Spanish show, yeah. I think I did uh, watch like the first episode. It looked good, and I don't know why I never got back into it. But I, I think I've watched the first six or seven episodes. It was very well done. I'm, I'm really intrigued by it. Uh, I apologize. That was Money Plane with Edge. Yes, Money Plane. Yes. <laughs> My bad. Same difference, though. I mean, really, is there... <laughs> My bad. What's with all this motherfucking money on this motherfucking plane? <laughs> oh, d- different movie, different movie. I think Christopher Walken's in that too with Edge. I think yeah. he is. Um, Jason, I was just about to compliment you about you did something right because now your microphone with your background isn't all screwing up, and then you move around and screw it all up. Let, anyway, let me get so. this for you here. Let me get this for you here. You ready, Jeff? Oh uh, no. I'm not going to be ready for there. whatever Look you Look at do. that. Look at oh, that. I'm going back to, go. back to our studio. You happy? See, I mean, the Bob studio is the best background backdrop it is you can a nice, get. It is a nice background. I mean, I just got this clock that doesn't even work because I haven't put a battery in it since I moved in. <laughs> because I've got, a, I've got the Foo Fighters right here. Oh, Ooh. there you go. It's really difficult putting that battery in. <laughs> Uh, when you have to take down the clock to put the battery in, yes. Batteries equal manual labor there. <laughs> it's a tough one, it's Jeff. I'm the, sorry. It's the rehanging. Once you take it down, they never go back up the same way. <laughs> wow. Uh, Titles a, for the show? N- no. <laughs> no, we're not doing anything with hangings. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh wow. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we didn't play. Uh, we didn't watch much TV or movies this week. Um, I did watch. God, the one TV show I'm hooked on is from HGTV. It's a uh, build. Build me up. It's with Orlando. And uh, Why do you build me up. And uh, I will say he's. Uh, every time he says Orlando, I keep saying Orlando. Stop it. You're not special. <laughs> Uh, but it, it was very interesting. Like he, it, it, he remodels like parts of a, he remodels rooms in a house and that, but it's usually for um, people having like, uh, the one lady, uh, that we saw that got me hooked was she was 39 years old. Her husband was battling can- brain cancer for eight years and died. And then she has two girls, young girls. And so he goes in and she's like, it's been a year since he passed away. And she was asking, you know, like she needs to move on. She wants to stay in the house because that's their house, but like she doesn't want it to look but sad. But redo all the time. it so it, yeah. yeah. So that one hooked me. That one was really good. And then the interesting part was they get through uh, half of the remodel and then COVID hit. So they're filming it while COVID hit. And so they're taking precautions and everything. It was very interesting because they still finished the episode. Um, but like he does it with uh, people that get divorced. Um, if they lost someone. So um, it, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Um, How about I just need a new bathroom? Please come <laughs> over. Can you just do it? Uh, <laughs> there was a lady that uh, worked that lived in California 
and I'm sorry, Jeff. Did someone win? No. Oh, okay. Uh, fifth overtime I yet? Took a look, but no. No, there are uh, ten minutes left to go in fourth. Oh, okay. Uh, there is one lady that you walked into her living room, very first room, and it was a plate. It was a preschool, and like she did a daycare or daycare, sorry, out of her house, and literally the whole living room and the only bathroom she had was all for the the preschoolers. And I'm like, oh my god. So they gave. Yeah. I, I was like, kill me now. I'm like, where well, do you? One preschoolers are probably crapping their pants anyway. It was like two and up, I think she said. And I'm like, oh, my God, kill me. Like, there was like no room. Like, they had the bedrooms, the kitchen, which still worked into the living room. And then you had like one little small den area. And she had four kids. <laughs> like, her, she herself had four kids and was newly divorced. I'm like, of course, that husband won't get the fuck out of there. But, yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I couldn't even imagine. Ugh. Well, intentionally inviting other kids into your house <laughs> makes no sense to me. It's bad enough you have to have your four in there. So, build me up. It's not bad. It's a fun HGTV show. Nothing, nothing bad about it. It's lighthearted. Um, Jeff, did you uh, have you bought any new tabletop games lately? Uh, I did actually order a couple of things from. Uh, Miniature market. I usually wait till I have about a hundred dollars worth of stuff, and mm. then I get free shipping. So, oh, what did I get? I got uh, the Scooby Doo betrayal uh, thing. Uh, what I can't remember the exact title for that. Uh, uh, I was going to get that the Scooby Doo betra- uh, uh, betrayal at the house not yeah. mansion or something like that. Yeah, what haunted mansion, whatever they call mm-hmm. it, but the betrayal house on the hill Scooby Doo version. Uh, I got that. I got uh, party game just one. Okay. Where you, you try to get people to guess a word, and everybody can give just one clue, a one-word clue. But if you double, if two people give the same clue, that clue gets eliminated. Huh. So, so it looks like a fun, fun game, and maybe even something that can be played remotely if possible. Uh, what else did I get? And I got some other small little. Uh, uh, I, now I can't remember what they're called, and I can't see them from where I'm sitting. Okay. So that. Um. So yeah, I, got, I Oh, I saw you got uh, small world. Uh, small world. Yes. So basically, I can't believe you like this. It's a fantasy game that Brian and I have beaten. Uh, but you, you yeah. like, <laughs> we got done with Dungeons and Dragons early one night this week, and we're like, "Fuck it, let's just play this." <laughs> I mean, let's check this one out, man. Yeah. <laughs> So you get little factions, or they're called races. Uh, you get trolls. You get all these different factions, and basically they're the world... racist. Races, races. No, no, not racist. Oh, oh okay. you damn trolls! <laughs> get off my land! Um, but basically, you're trying to. The, the world is too small, so you're trying to like build, uh, take over as many of these regions as possible, and you can attack other uh, uh, races in, in it. But then eventually, you're going to run out of tiles to keep moving these your people onto this population. So you have to flip them over. And so your civilization is in decline and then you get a new race. You have to retire. And then you get a new one. And after, and and you randomly get, they match randomly match up the race and like a descriptor or something like you have like superpower, special power, special power and the race. So that changes every time you play, which ones are available and whatnot. And uh, it was pretty easy to learn. Uh, it's not difficult. 
Uh, I did a quick YouTube video just to make sure I was reading it right. Um, and it was pretty simple to play. Uh, my oldest kid really loved it. My wife liked it. Uh, I actually got the expansion pack today. Uh, the Sky one. It came in the mail today. Really? Yeah. Well, I already went to the expansion. Wow. Uh, I've never literally the first game we played that night, I was in bed and I was like, I really enjoyed that game. So I went on Amazon and got the expansion pack. And I, I checked like two days later. I'm like, that should have been here by now. I looked in the, my Amazon cart. Yep. Completely fell asleep while before I ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still sitting in the cart. So I ordered it and it came today. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, the expansion pack is you go to the sky um, and you can drop Zeppelins on people. So that's kind of fun. Um, but Led it, Zeppelins. It, it kind of reminded me of Bunny Kingdom. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Bunny Kingdom, um, which is one of our favorites in the house. So, uh, But yeah, that was my purchase. And then we got uh, my youngest... He's hooked on Spot It, uh, and so he got the Frozen Spot It because that was the only one they had at the local game shop. So, oh, and he beats me in it. Pretty let often. it go. Well, of course, that's a game for kids. That, I, I you, know. you're, you flip cards <laughs> over, and they have like eight different figures or characters on it, and you're trying to find the match. And it's really it's fun, and it's a quick game, but it is I, I can't find it. I can't do it. So, yeah, that, that game actually works out great for like what I don't know. Kids just seem to be better at. Mm-hmm. quickly finding things than adults do so because uh, we're old set in our ways brian picked up a new game of monopoly so good job brian that's your tabletop yeah game. yeah De- was it a specialized version or just the standard monopoly uh it was the dungeons and dragons version oh Unfor- i heard you beat that too yeah unfortunately so every going to Every corner of the board has a dungeon. It's like, go to dungeon. It's like, okay, now, yeah. thanks. <laughs> That's exciting. Burn a tree. <laughs> Burn an ant. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Brian and I did get together this weekend, and we did play D&D. It was a fun time. Fun time. So Yeah. Uh, so, uh, nothing else? Anything else going on? Uh... Something I didn't realize last week when we recorded, mm-hmm. I was I was on a uh, a uh, podcast, a game show podcast called Things That Are Blank, and my episode dropped last Tuesday. You didn't know you were on it? Uh, I knew I was on it, but I didn't oh. realize it dropped last. Well, when I checked Tuesday morning, it hadn't dropped yet. So then, but so then I didn't check later, and then when I checked today, the second uh, uh, the the uh, the. I was on the episode that dropped the fourth. Okay. And then a new one dropped today, the eleventh. Gotcha. But uh, so uh, things that are blank, it's uh, kind of yeah, fun. Uh, you try to get people, your partner, to guess words that all fit into a common. Uh, so like twenty five thousand uh, dollar pyramid. Kind of like pyramid, yeah. Okay. Was uh, Matt so, LeBlanc on it, aka Joey? He was not. Uh, <laughs> this is. Part of the uh, Trivial Warfare family of shows or whatnot, so it's their their special guests are the people from the Trivial Warfare and whatnot, so. You know, Jeff, you and I have been making the podcast circuits lately. I mean, I did EILFM and uh, Pittsburgh Nerd. Yeah, uh, I'm still mad at Sean. Uh, yeah. I'm better than Jason as a guest. So he did He did explain on the podcast why he picked me over <laughs> you, because I do the work of the show. And, oh, yeah. and, you know, I just don't get the love that I deserve is what he said. So I appreciate you do the work. 
but you don't deserve the love. You know, I, mean, I appreciate the kissing up when I came on the show. Uh, <laughs> I appreciated that. <laughs> um, and then they kicked me out after the listener, right before listener feedback. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so they kicked me off after two hours. Uh, they didn't want to hear your listener feedback. No, I had a lot. Doctor number one sent in a lot for Pittsburgh nerd, and they just skipped it. So uh, let's see here. Um, Brian, anything else before we get to the poll of the week? Uh, did we, I don't think we did, but did we talk about, uh, the rock buying the XFL? We didn't. didn't. Damn it. Yeah. So go ahead. Something that I just kind of came across today since the big 10 and PAC 12 announced that they were canceling football. Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody said that it would be cool for the rock to, put together like six or eight teams and bub put them in a bubble for all of the like like juniors and seniors that are going to mm-hmm. go pro yeah. or that could potentially go pro so that they could they they could basically still have a season and so the NFL would still have something for them to draft to draft and you know instead of them just not doing anything for the fall and winter do you think, so I thought that would be that's pretty. That's a good I mean, idea. Do you think he could get it together that quick, though? That's the problem. You got a coaching staff. You got a. Yeah, I mean. Unless you use the same coaching staff that was in the XFL that just canceled. Aren't yeah. some of them suing the XFL? The old XFL, the Vince McMahon XFL, because he, well, yeah, he fucked them but, over. But what The Rock is buying is the stake in the XFL. He so does not whatever have, they whatever lawsuits they have, he has to take care of. He does I don't think in this uh a settlement that he does. I don't think they do. So that's the good yeah. thing. Um, oh, I think I think it was just he bought the he didn't buy like all the debt and correct. everything. Oh, like, he just okay. he just bought the the name and then I guess the franchises. Yes. Oh. And that was pretty much kind of it. So yeah. then he's he's going to build around just the name and the, the teams, I think. He could make it work. I re- I'm being serious. Like, I really enjoyed the XFL. My son really enjoyed the XFL. They did a lot of good things. Um, and I think you can make it work. I, I think you need to go outside the main hubs of the football world. I, don't, I think St. Louis was fine. Um, you, know, I, you know, I think San Antonio had a team, I think it was, or something like that. Or no, it was Dallas and Houston. Dallas. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But St. Louis, I think, was the only one that didn't have an San NFL. Diego. San Diego. San, San Diego didn't have a XFL. XFL team. Didn't they? Well, Los Angeles did. Maybe I was there were only eight teams, but I think, yeah, they all, except for St. Louis, had NHL teams in their cities. I, I think if you went outside that, I think you would have, I think you could do well yeah. with it. I mean, yeah, you hit, hit yeah, hit. Portland or Nebraska, uh, even hell, Nebraska would eat it up. Yeah, Omaha or in the yeah, Nebraska, that. Iowa, yeah. somewhere you know, in in that general region. Tulsa. Uh, I, I I think he could. I think he will make it work. I really do. Uh, he only paid fifteen million for it. That's one Jungle Cruise movie. I mean, <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, God, when you put it that I mean, way, yeah, that he he gets more than fifteen million a movie. Everything he does makes money. Yeah, like it doesn't matter what it is. So, and he's smart enough to figure out how to turn that into a profit. 
Um, it was only five. Yeah. It's only five million because him, his ex-wife, who's a genius mm-hmm. uh, financial person, um, and um, they, a media company, they all three went into it and bought it. Um, and yeah. the media company has ties to the NFL. And so the one theory out there is that he's playing the long game and just selling. He's going to make this into a uh, NFL hub or minor leagues, basically. Which that so, nice. so it's like it's like he's really trying to make ballers come to to real life. <laughs> yes, yes, that's pretty much the uh, headline I think I saw when I saw that he bought it. Real you know life what, ballers. You know what makes me happy is that Vince McMahon lost eighty five million of his own personal stock on this. That made me happy. Um, he took a yeah. he took a hundred million out of uh stock a hundred million dollars worth out of his WWE stock, and he well I don't even know if he made, I mean it could have been more because he sold it for fifteen million basically. So I'm like yeah I feel pretty good about that. So, um I just I, I don't know like I said I I'm all for it I have no issue with it. Uh, that's a good idea though with the college players because there's a, they're trying to push it to the spring, but I don't yeah, know. yeah but. I mean, the draft's in April, so how do you work around that? And you can't have them still playing, and then then what happens to the fall season? Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. Because you also have scouting. You also have right. recruiting. Um, I mean, the NFL is easy. They could move their draft back a month, and it won't matter. I mean, in all honesty, they could move it back to May and have no issues. But the you're right. College is going to be an issue just because of the recruiting, you know, trying to get people – um, I, I don't know. Well, Joe Burrow's the number one pick. Bengals quarterback said that if they didn't have a season, he wouldn't. He may not even be playing in the NFL right now because uh, he wasn't. He was the top pick, and he's like, I wasn't even really on a lot of people's radars until this year. So well, that's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So COVID sucks. Fuck you. Yeah. One <sighs> thing I did forget about that I started was uh, on Quibi. I started uh, Keeper <laughs> Sutherland's new series. I'm sorry, what is was it? 24 Take Two. It's called The Fugitive. It's is, uh, it's actually it's awesome. Is it based off of the Fugitive with Dr. Kimball and the old TV show and Harrison Ford movie type stuff, or is it different? Uh, it's different than that because he bo- so he's like a. Uh, He's like a an FBI agent, and there's a bombing, uh, and they're investigating the bombing, and it's actually really, really good. It's like they're like eight minutes long. Each episode's like eight minutes long. There's fourteen of them, so Jeff. I I really enjoy it. Jeff, they're going to redo Kiefer Sutherland's 24 on Quibi. It's going to be 80,000 episodes. <laughs> no, it's just going to be 24 minutes long. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, I went to the 24 golf. episodes, each a minute long, and we show everything he does during that minute. It was his lunch I'm break. Telling you, you guys, I'm telling you, there's some really good stuff on Quibi. If there is a way of watching it other than on my handheld phone, then I might want to want to. But if there's another way of watching it besides its main reason to watch. Yeah, it. I don't want to have my entertainment like this. I mean, no. Hey, Quibi, I like to sit back. 
watch the hockey from across the room. It's much nicer. Quibby, I know you're supposed to be for... You can watch with other people. Quibby, I know you're supposed to be for cell phones, but could you put it on my TV? I don't want to. Well, couldn't you throw it from your phone to your TV? Could you do it that way? If you knew what you were doing, you probably could. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I'm not mocking the idea of Quibby. I just think it's hilarious, like, because I'm sure that, you know, there are some things on there that look decent, uh, but I think it's funny that they put so much effort into this, like, eh, there's like 30,000 people that watch. <laughs> Damn it. So, uh, you know. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, give it a shot. You know, though, it probably can't, it can't, probably couldn't cost much to do the production on the shows because they're not long shows. I mean, at the end of the day, no. like I said, it's the one. So the one that I'm watching now is 14 episodes and they're like eight and a half minutes long. OK, so it's like so, a movie. Yeah. OK. So like, and, yeah, a season is probably the length of a movie just divided into so many. Do they release all the episodes so, at one time? Um, well, on some of them they did at the beginning, but now they're starting to get where. Uh, so of the one, the fugitive, the first seven were available when I started watching it. And I don't know, I, I didn't watch it like when it first got released. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they released like the first half and then now you got to wait. Like they don't come out every, like every day or every week or what I think they're weekly now. Is there a lot of selection on it on Quibi? Yeah, there's a ton of stuff. Really? Okay. I mean, they've got. Uh, like five or six of their shows were um, nominated for Emmys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's comedy. It's uh, like action. There's a ton of documentary stuff. There's for kids. There's like porn. ESPN, ESPN does a bunch of stuff. Porn. Uh, <laughs> there is no porn. Hey, yeah, I mean, what do you need? Yeah, I mean. I mean, there's like Isn't that what your phone is for? If I'm going to watch it on my phone, it's going to be porn. I mean, come on. Let's be serious. <laughs> so for five bucks a month, it's definitely worth having just because I I do watch a fair amount of things on my phone. Mm-hmm. So um, it's uh, matter of fact, I don't even like watching trailers on my phone. If someone shares trailers, I wait till I get home to at least watch it on my computer screen. I'll be honest. Well, I will. I will. I will remove myself from your lawn, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, that uh, it doesn't matter, Jeff. I don't think you're going to be look at finding many trailers online anyway soon. I don't think movies open, theaters are opening anytime soon. What are you talking about? Twenty eighth. Uh, New uh, Mutants. Yeah, I just got an email today from Cinemark that you can rent out the entire theater. Yeah, for ninety nine uh, bucks. For ninety nine bucks, really, and you you get like uh, ten or fifteen different movies that you can choose from. They're all older releases. Nothing. Yeah, hang on, let's see here, dude. Where's my car? Gone with the wind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, road trip. You can choose from Harry Potter. Nope. Black Panther. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Jumanji, Back to the Future, The Goonies, Greatest Showman, Despicable Me, The Matrix, 
Beauty and the Beast, Ghostbusters. That's the uh, live action Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yes. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Gremlins, Grease, and Mean Girls. So 10 of those would be fun. Uh, There's there's about five of them I might watch. I mean, I like 10 of those movies, but to see on the big screen, maybe five. You're right, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, though, someone said, hey, five bucks. I'm getting a group of people to come. Do you want to just go to the theater as my group of 20? Probably the majority of those movies, I'd say, oh, five bucks to just go out and... Hey, Jeff, you know. I rent out theater for $99. You don't have to be charged anything. Uh, it's Beauty and the Beast. <sighs> <laughs> Talk about Sophie's Choice there. <laughs> There's right nothing like Sophie's Choice. <laughs> right now, it's just the Florence and Beaver Creek locations that are doing it. Oh, oh crap. That sucks. <laughs> I was just up past, I just drove past Beaver Creek, uh, Ohio, this past weekend. Family went hiking up in Yellow Springs. So... Did you catch any of uh, Chappelle's uh, comedy while you were up there? No, but I was looking for his house. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I can tell why Dave Chappelle lives up there. It's nice. And I'm not. Uh, Yellow Springs is kind of a hippie town, a uh, very hippie-ish town. Um, they had a hippie college there till that went belly up about five, six years ago. They, they have. Um, uh, you can be topless in downtown uh, Yellow Springs. Um, I can be topless wherever the hell I want. Women, women. Um, oh, but very. Hippie. Yeah, they are second class citizens. Apparently, they have different laws uh, they have to follow. It is a very hippie town. Uh, it was nice. Though. I mean, we went hiking. Um, we took the kids and we hiked. Uh, we did five miles on Sunday. Um, and even my four year old uh, did it. So we're like, we're building Although, up Yellowstone. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I, I will say Yellow Springs. Is uh, the hometown of Nick Albright? Oh, so sexy that's Nick Albright. Pers- that's the type of person that comes out of Yellow Springs. I was wondering why somebody was on the bottom of my car. We were going to throw a cactus patch, and I said, "Hey, let's go through the cactus patch." And five of us said yes, and one said no. So, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Simpsons. Uh, but no, it was a good time. That. They are now going to head into quintuple overtime because the fourth overtime is over with. Diesel Pete. Can't they each get so, a victory? Yeah, I was going to say, can't they just uh, knock off two games of the series? <laughs> <laughs> well, they've already played two and a third game. So. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm telling you, at this point, it just whoever wins, qu- wins the series. And the, the sad part is, there's supposed to be another game on this uh, in this rink uh, this evening. How? Yeah. Well, because they're all playing in the same area. No, no, no. I get that, but, but that's not. Well, happening. they're not. I don't know how. Well, they might if they are West Coast teams. Maybe starting a ten o'clock game. Although they can't even get the ice uh, locker rooms. <laughs> yeah, they said it takes about an hour. Like they got to worry about fans coming in and out. So yeah, that's true. Uh, just late, turning down the locker rooms. Late breaking news: the second game, Jeff, just came across my wire here. It's one period. <laughs> that's it. Just okay. one period game. 
<laughs> Maybe they've got a practice ice uh, attached that they can just play there since there's no fans anyway. Thanks, just Col- play. Thanks Columbus and Tampa. You ruined it for everyone else. This is why Thanks, Obama. Damn you. <laughs> Thanks, Corona. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. We had a poll of the week. Uh, we're in the semifinals uh, for the Hobie's 1980s favorite toy line tournament. Sorry, now, is we... this as far as we go? Is this where we quit? No, no, no. We got the finals next week, damn it. Oh, we're going to do those? Yeah, because I'm interested. We haven't done the finals in any poll yet. I'm interested in this one. Uh, let's see. So, uh, 16 teams started. We were down to number one seed on the East Coast side, the Transformers. They went against Mask, the seventh seed, who took out number two, My Little Pony, and number three, He-Man, and the Masters of the Universe toys. In a big upset, and Brad from Cinema Guys will be happy. Number seven, Mask. Well, when he stuffs a ballot box, I mean, yeah. Number seven, Mask, beat Transformers 56% to 44%. I mean, it butchered it. Um, so, yeah. So, Mask is going on to the finals. I did not expect that. And in the second, uh, the other West Coast, West Coast League, G.I. Joe, number one seed, went against the number three Ghostbusters toys, and that was a shellacking. G.I. Joe won 77% to 23%. So in the finals, starting tomorrow, and it will go for five days, or six days, sorry. Five days. Six days, six days. Six days, ooh. G.I. Joe, the number one seed versus the number seven seed mask. And so help me God, Brad, you from you 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 stuffed this ballot and we're going to have some issues. He's going to stuff it. He's going to reach out to all his friends and say vote for mask. He's going to find the mask fans, all 78 of them that are together in one little uh, online group and have them all vote for mask. They're all on Tumblr, I think. I think they're on Tumblr. <laughs> Uh, Eric Stoltz, I think, is going to retweet uh, it, so be careful with that. Share will. Um, a mask. That uh, was terrible. Thank Boo. you. Thank you. Boo, Jason. Boo. That was a Boo this movie. man. Boo this man. It actually wasn't that bad of a movie. I mean, Sam Elliott was in it, and Sam Elliott doesn't do bad things. The Ranch. Was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> I think Brian this, just said I it. just said it. <laughs> Sorry, my like, bad. Like, while we were speaking. My bad. Uh, we had some listener feedback. Oh, you can find us at the History of Bad Ideas on Facebook page. Give us a like. We have a lot of good trailers when the movies do come out. And uh, pop culture news and everything else. So give us a like there. And we're on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast. Always a fun time. And uh, September 17th through the 19th, I think, next year. Is that it? Uh, 2021? Yep. We will be at the Cincinnati Comic Expo at Duke Energy Convention Center. So tickets will go on sale when Corona's gone. Uh, So get excited for that. And uh, Hey, good news is Putin and the Russians have a vaccine. uh Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. I believe it. They do. Mm -hmm. Sure. And uh, the Spanish flu uh, ended World War II. Yeah. So every I, I see nothing. I mean, wrong. it was it was a preemptive ending, like twenty years before the war started. But I'll be honest. Um, here we go. We'll play COVID or question mark. Remember how we play this game? So COVID or a Russian vaccine that's not tested. <laughs> which one do you? Which one? 
Well, if the option is COVID goes away to have a vaccine, an untested vaccine, I mean, COVID's gone, so I guess the vaccine now works. Damn it, Jeff. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Foiled again. I guess that worked. Well, I guess COVID's gone now. Never mind. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Brian, since you're uh, not Blake this week, uh, would you like to do some listener feedback? I could definitely do that. Hey. All right. Do I get some listener feedback music? Jeff? Or do you want me to just ruffle my papers? Please. Yeah, we never actually did listener feedback. Just thought Tell we tried the sponsor new. is. And... Uh, listener feedback sponsored by Blake not being here. Woo! Thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, from uh, this guy named Doug. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him or not. Uh, number meat one hands. hands. Seven. Did you say meat hands? I said ape hands. I kind of like hands. I like meat hands. I like meat hands. Uh, you would like meat hands. Thank you. Uh, Doug would like to know, do you put your peanut butter in the refrigerator? Uh, I would like to, but my wife says no. It tastes better in the fridge. Tastes better no, in the fridge. Uh, I would really love to have peanut butter in the fridge, but I have no clue why. <sighs> it makes it harder to spread. It, it, it cold peanut butter doesn't taste as good as warm temperature peanut butter. Says you. The only kind of peanut butter that I like is a frozen Reese cup. That's the oh. only type of peanut butter you like? Oh, no. Peanut butter goes good with everything. I mean, the only type of cold peanut butter. Oh, style. gotcha. Okay. My my parents uh, still, to this day, every day, every time I go over there, has the peanut butter cups in the fridge because all the kids have said, you got to put it in the fridge. So for 20 years, they put them in the fridge, and every time it's like, oh, yeah. So I agree with you that. Um, Little Debbie's uh, fudge rounds are good in the fridge, too. Just to let you know. Sure. They are. I, I, I will say, I suppose if you do that organic peanut butter stuff, mm-hmm. that does separate at room temperature. You have to do it upside down. You have to flip it upside down. And that helps. So, But I don't bother with that organic shit. Give me all the preservatives and whatnot and let it... Gluten. Gluten. Fill it with gluten. You are Extra a gl- gluten. You are a gluten, Jeff. Am I? Yes. Sweet. You're full of preservatives. <laughs> That's why you're so sweet. Well, I, that isn't how that works. <laughs> preservatives don't make things sweet. <laughs> uh, is the fifth quarter, the fifth period start yet? No, they start, they take no. 20 minutes between periods. So This is as exciting as the presidential election night. This is more exciting. That's true. Yeah, because that's not going to be over for like six months. Uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving uh, on. From Pittsburgh Nerd. Ooh. Uh, we're going back to back peanut butter questions here. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. What is your preference on jelly flavor? Also, creamy or crunchy peanut butter? For me... The jelly, I like to do something different than the last time I had it. So, like, if I had grape one time, 
then I would rather the next time I have it have like raspberry or what the hell is that? But, uh, I'll 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 jump around between flavors of you know strawberry. I I don't like orange marmalade, so I won't do that. But I do uh, different flavors on my toast. Like if I do toast and butter, um, then I can I, I put jelly. I can put blackberry, boysenberry, and all that stuff. Jelly. But if I do peanut butter, it's gotta be grape jelly. That's it. That's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'll mix them all up. Nah. I prefer fact, stra- strawberry or peach. Oh God. The well, hell's wrong I, I, with you people? Well, I don't like peach, but maybe that's because I don't like peaches. But other than well. That, I'll preface it and say that it's it's homemade peach jam, so it's way better than okay. a jar of Smuckers. Smuckers so. red raspberry. And then as far as peanut butter, I'm I'm crunchy. Oh God! As a okay. child, I was crunchy, but I think now as an adult, I like the smooth better. Yeah, the crunchy always screwed me up. I can't do crunchy. I can't. It freaks me out. I think it's the texture. Do you eat peanuts? Yeah, I do love peanuts. Okay. Because I know uh, my brother, uh, if he ever shows up for the show in mm-hmm. the future, might t- he doesn't like nuts of any kind, mm-hmm. mainly because he just doesn't like that texture. That's not what he told me. Ah. Oh, wait. There might be one specific type of nut, but that's something completely different. A penis nut? nut? <laughs> D's oh. are his favorite. <laughs> I, I like cashews. I like uh, I. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like uh, going to the baseball game and getting a bag of peanuts. Remember when we used to go to places? A bag of what? <laughs> <laughs> you got a bag of what at the baseball game? <laughs> Penises. <laughs> oh, were they were they real or gummy or? Don't worry about it. Oh, assorted variety? <laughs> They're like the circus candy. It's like that. Uh. Circus peanuts. Circus penises. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> I love this peanut butter talk. Thanks, guys. This is exciting. Yeah. Peanut butter All is right. exciting. I like peanut butter next. is the number one food product in the world. Okay. I mean, you can I, put peanut butter on anything. And it would be better than without peanut butter on it. I do say, I do declare that I like uh, in the mornings toasting um, bread and then putting peanut butter on it for like a breakfast meal. That is good. That is good. Steak and eggs and peanut butter. Great oh. breakfast meal. I'm a big steak and eggs person in the morning. Eh. Big fan of that. But. Uh, Cold pizza with peanut butter. Oh, Perfect. no. I got a microwave pizza. I can do pizza right. in the morning. We, we, are, we are moving on from this. <laughs> This is getting too weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, from Greg. Hello, Greg. Hi, Greg. Hey, Greg. Hi, Greg. Uh, Greg says you are in charge of programming one night of television, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. for network TV for the upcoming fall season. Which shows do you put on? I think the caveat here is that where you can pick any show in history, I think, and pretend it's like a newer show or something like that. Uh, oh, so if I oh okay, I'm like I'm. Are they asking for type of shows? Yeah, I, I think you can pick specific. Um, 
Brian's going to pick eighty uh, eighty seven different Quibi shows, so he's got a lot of shows on that night from eight to eleven. No, my programming is as follows: from eight to eight thirty, King of Queens; <sighs> from eight thirty to nine, Kevin can wait; from nine to ten, Friday Night Lights; and from ten to eleven, Justified. Wow. Okay. I like that. So, so I suppose the caveat here is: Am I trying to put together? A lineup that will make ratings and make money, or am I just putting together what I want to watch for three hours? I think it just says that you are in charge of the programming for one night of TV. Which shows do you choose? So, Jeff, you want to make sure that you can beat Brian's ratings right now, and we'll have the fans vote on this one. Oh, well, I probably won't beat Brian because, well, like, number one, I'd start with like community. And I probably have Parks and Rec in there, but I haven't figured out what order to put those in yet. Okay. Because that was one of my favorite nights of television ever was when Community and Parks and Rec were on the same night. Um, I would throw uh, Lost in there. That was fun. I really liked that. That would probably be 9 to 10, or 10 to 11. Lost is 10 to 11. Okay. And then what did you have, Community and Parks and Rec? Community and Parks and Rec. Okay. You've got an uh, hour to fill. i got an hour to fill. Jason, come back to me. Okay, so I'm going to start at 8 o'clock, news radio. Love my some news radio. Uh, 8.30, The Office. I'm going to put The Office in there. Uh, 9 o'clock, Seinfeld, because I do love me some Seinfeld in that. Uh, the 9.30 to 10, I'm still having a gap. I'm trying to figure out what comedy, because I would like to do a two-hour block of comedy. Uh, I'm not really sure what I could do for that half hour. Um, so I'm going to have to come back to that. And then from 10 to 11 is Firefly. So oh! Took that from you, Jeff. You Suck took it. took it from me. Oh, man. Taking Firefly. Uh, you know what? Uh, Fine. No. nine thirty. Yeah, I'm keeping Firefly. But 9.30 to 10, Sports Night. There you go. Oh, yeah. You'll sports Night. I'd Thank watch you. your night of television, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what's your nine uh, to ten show, Jeff? What do you got? Uh, this is tough. Riverdale. Hell no. Uh, uh, I think nine to ten will be the the comedies the the that I already mentioned. Okay, uh, community and parks uh, and rec. So eight eight uh, eight to nine. I think I would have to like put on like the many loves of Dobie Gillis. Oh, that's a good one. From, from eight eight thirty. Could you do Gilligan's Isle after that? No, I don't think I want Gilligan's Isle. I don't need a double header of Bob Denver here. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. What is that great half hour that I want to put at 8.30? Duet? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not duets. Uh, <laughs> the, the Adventures of Beans Baxter. You want me to go? <laughs> Parker lose, can't scrubs? lose. <laughs> uh, scrubs. Uh, Ooh, Scrubs. Yeah, you're so a scrub. Scrubs would be a good one. Sledgehammer. Oh, uh, happy endings. Oh, okay, okay. So you got Dobie Gillis, happy endings, community, Parks and Rec, and then what was your t- nine to t- or ten to eleven lost? Lost. Okay. And I have News Radio, The Office, Seinfeld, Sports Night, and Firefly. That's mine. And uh, Brian, 
What's your crappy one from eight to nine? <laughs> eight to eight thirty is King of Queens. Mm-hmm. Eight thirty to nine is Kevin Can Wait. Okay. Nine to ten is Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. And ten to eleven is Justified. Okay. That's a good one. I like that. Show. I like that competition there. I like that. That's a good question. Uh, he's got. He's got four of his five shows that I've never really watched. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's see here. Oh wait, you only picked four shows, didn't you? Three of your four shows I didn't watch. <laughs> so I don't know if they're good or not. Uh, that King of Queens is awful. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else we got here, Brian? All right, from Kevin at Cincy Explorer. The Kansas City Royals have a cardboard cutout of Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's in their stands. What fictional character would you put in a seat for your favorite baseball team? Oh. I would put uh, Orbity from the Jetsons. Oh, I loved Orbity. I loved Orbity. Oh, my God. Orbity was a piece of crap. I loved Orbity. (laughs) (laughs) He was like the scrappy-doo of the Jetsons. No. Already, Rosie was a scrappy do of the Jetsons. Rosie was all. Uh, no, Rosie was there from the beginning, not added to try and bring no. young viewers uh, and keep it fresh. Well, you know what? Orbity was a great kazoo of that's the a, that's Jetsons. I was just going to say, I'm going to add the great kazoo then to mine. That would be kind of cool to put the great kazoo on the seats. But. I'm either doing that or a treant, and I kind of like the kazoo. I like the great kazoo, so I'm going with that. Uh, Brian, who are you going with? Uh, so what I put down, these aren't for my favorite baseball team, but these are two that I would put in stands. Okay. Uh, I would put Henry Rowan Gardner in the Cubs stadium. Oh, <laughs> and then well I would put, uh, Marky Mark's character from the other guys, Terry Hoyts in the Yankee stadium. Cause he shot Jeter. Uh, well, he that might it. be a fun thing to do. Put like Ben Affleck in Yankee stadium, wearing a Yankee hat. Uh, did you see just to screw Ben Affleck? Did you see the Cincinnati Reds? They, uh, a guy put in his sonogram picture of his uh, baby, and the problem is it's the bot, the cardboard body, and then the face is a sonogram picture of him and his wife's future kid, and it's really creepy looking. Like it's all in <laughs> color, and then you have the black and white like squiggly thing, and it's kind of creepy. And they're like, "We're still looking for it. It's down third base line." Uh, front row, though. How much is that? Did they say for the Reds? Seventy-five dollars. Seventy-five bucks. That really wouldn't be bad. And all, all of the money goes to the Reds community fund. Should we get to? I think we should do a Hobie one. Uh, I believe they're done taking. Oh, Dang. I'm not sure though, but uh, I know my uh, Erica and I mm-hmm. we did one for her uncle that just passed. He was an usher for the Reds for like oh. fifteen years. So we we uh, paid to get one done of him. Nice. Did so, they put, it, put uh, it in yet? I haven't gotten the email that that it, it's been put in yet. So, huh? That's kind of cool. I, I did it. The, I did it the the first day that they went on sale. So, like and that's that. been a couple weeks now. So but that's okay because come September the Reds are going to have real fans in the stands. Mm, maybe. Okay, fine. So we can't do the Hobie sponsored fan at the Reds game, the cardboard cutout. Fine. We'll just go back to sponsoring the streetcar in Cincinnati that goes three miles. Fine. The History of Bad Ideas presents the streetcar. Okay, fine. We'll do it. Just put the wrap in. 
Damn it. No, I don't think Brian paid the bills on that. I didn't. I, I, I used our stimulus money elsewhere. What? No. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yeah. Didn't we, didn't we loan somebody $2 million for that last week or a couple weeks ago? I think we yeah. did. We're fine. We're fine. Uh, what else we got? All right. Uh, moving on here from the cinema guys. Uh, which will actually get released first? Wins? of Winter or New Mutants? Uh, New Mutants, it's getting released uh, August 28th. Right. Okay, New Mutants is done. Winds of Winter isn't. So somewhere along the lines, even if it's in foreign countries who were smart enough to, uh, you know, knock COVID in the balls, We'll at least get to see New Mutants. I don't think New Mutants is done. I don't think it's completed. I have not seen this movie, and I have not seen it being released. Maybe they're still cutting it. They're still editing. I've seen several uh, trailers for it. I think they're ready to release it. Yeah, but... uh, On August 28th. Yeah, but the troll guy who does uh, Lord of the... Or what? uh, Winds of Winter... That uh, R.R. Helbert guy, he he said, uh, you know, that he's almost done a couple times, too. That's like a book trailer, the author saying that. It's the same thing. He never said he was almost done. Yeah, he said it was going to be done this year. No, he never even promised that. He, he said that three years ago that he's hoping <laughs> 2020 is when it was done. Uh, and then COVID hit and he has to stay home. So he had to write it. So it was tough for him. Um, God. Okay, Jeff. You know, if he finishes the book because COVID made him stay at home, maybe something good will come out of COVID. COVID or Winds of Winter? Ooh. Well, I'd rather take Winds of Winter than COVID. Okay, okay. <laughs> I guess that wouldn't be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're saying... <laughs> okay. You know, never getting Winds See, of so, Winter or having COVID, is that... So back in April, doing COVID or was pretty funny because we were like, ah, oh, this, you know, we didn't think it was going to, you know, be this gigantic fucking disaster that's going to last like four years. <laughs> they so said, they said 2022. Uh, yeah, right. So <sighs> 2024. So it'll be another election cycle of all of this. Hey, the Russians have a vaccine. This will be over in weeks. All right. I'm sure the Russians are caring and sharing people. I'm sure they'll give it to everybody in the world. Uh, well, the vaccine they have, they probably will, <laughs> since it's worthless. I mean, uh, it's perfect. They actually only have one dose, and Putin got it. So everyone else can get it, but not him. Oh, good. Seth Jones figured- clocked the most ice time in a game in NHL history. How long? Uh, 64 minutes. No, that's nothing. Ric Flair has gone longer than that in a wrestling match. He's fine. No, no, that was Billy Kidman. Oh, God. (laughs) No, Billy Kidman was just in seven matches totaling 22 minutes. Oh. WCW. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Finishing this up from Professor Number One and Doctor Number One. You have to pick one sitcom in the last 20 years to reboot. Which one do you choose? I would say Community just to make it good. Uh, oh, fuck. Um, that's a good... Uh, if I'm rebooting something, I'm probably going to reboot something that wasn't good and try to make it good. Yeah. 
So, Sunny two side. broke girls. No. <laughs> Sunny side. <laughs> that just got canceled. Um, Not just. That was canceled a while ago. Oh, uh, Carol's second act. <laughs> Let's reboot that and make it good. Okay. I'm, I don't know why. I watched every episode of that. It was a terrible <laughs> show. It wasn't funny. But there was just that glimmer that they can do it. They can. There's something there. They just have to figure it out. And they went in an entire season and never figured it out. I, I, I so got, I'm rebooting that, and we're going to do it right. Carol's. We'll do Carol's third act. I'm Boom. going. Uh, what was her first act, though? Uh, Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose you know the other second act would have been. Uh, uh, what the hell was the name of that? The Middle. The Middle, yeah. Oh, yeah. Carol's I'm, Fourth Act? <laughs> I'm going to redo, reboot two different ones. I'm going to do Kevin Can Wait and put a real actor in there. Maybe put Kevin Klein in there. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein Can Wait. All right. I like that one. Uh, but I, I think that could be good. Uh, and now I forgot what the other one was. Fuck. Damn it. Uh, I forget. Never mind. See, God sees me. I'm making fun of Kevin James, and now he made me lose my train of thought. Oh, uh, I was going to say, are you going to, like, insult someone else? Is no, that I, actually, I actually had a really good one on the second one, and oh. I forgot now. Whoops. Uh, Brian, what are you rebooting? I am going to reboot um, just because I feel like it would be really relevant right now. Uh, family Ties. Ah. You've got the the liberal parents and the conservative kids. I would say I like the choice, but that's been longer than 20 years. But you know what? We'll give an exception to it. We'll give an exception. You're right. You are right. How about growing pains? Yeah, it was 89. So, yeah, you're right. It, well, yeah. No, we Uh, don't uh, need to renew growing pains. Unless you bring Leonardo DiCaprio. No, no, no. We reboot Growing Pains, but use Kurt Cameron's real-life beliefs along with Tracy Gold's real-life beliefs and just put them in there. I like this. Damn it. So neither of the shows that I had we can reboot because they're older than 20 years. So What was the other one? The other one was Perfect Strangers. Ah! Uh, Oh, that... I do like that idea, though. I think Perfect Strangers could work. You know, you guy... You know, comes from another country and apparently, you know, has to hide from ice the entire time. And then they make jokes about that. Now we're so happy we do the dance of joy. Hi, 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 hi. And then guns bust through the door. Say, ha, we found you because you did the dance of joy. And they shoot him. Yep. (laughs) The end. Uh, So so he's dead in the first. (laughs) I got another one. Space Force. Because whatever they put out on Netflix was awful. You got to be able to reboot that with something better. God, that uh, that series was awful. I got to. I'm hoping that they do a second season. To I don't know if they will, but it it got pretty it was, bad reviews. Yeah. Oh yeah. It it was just weird. Like it wasn't what you would want out of a Steve Carell no. comedy. I know. Like I don't know. It was weird. I mean, I get what they were trying to do, making fun of Trump and Space Force, Space Force. but I don't know. It was yeah, it was weird. He got uh, oh. three. Who scored? Who scored, Jeff? Oh, nobody. I just had an idea of something to oh. uh, to Steve reboot. Crow- Steve Crowell got two or three million per episode in that series. 
So what, what, what are you doing, Jeff? What, what's rebooting? Let's reboot the, uh, I think that was the, uh, shit, what are their names? Uh, South Park guys. Didn't Trey, they do, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, didn't they do That's My Bush? Oh, God, yeah, they did. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's my bu- my Trump now? Yeah, now let's do it for modern day, so, yeah. Ugh, that's my Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Jeff, give me some news of the geek music. It's time for another installment of the news of the geek. Ren and Simpy. I had this on the thing. I asked Brian to put this on the outline because of Blake, but, you know. You idiot. Uh, <laughs> you thought Blake would show up? <laughs> I think we're just going to keep telling him that he needs to come to the Bob Studios. Maybe he'll be on the show more then. <laughs> just come on over. Uh, well, is- if he's coming, then I'm, I'll be there. Oh, damn it. Everyone's coming then. Damn it. Also, the name of my sex tape. Uh, Ren and Stimpy <laughs> is one of the most influential animated shows of the past several decades. But the man who created it who uh, created it has been accused of sexual harassment and inappropriate behavior towards underage girls and just being a creep in the first trailer for happy, happy, joy, joy, the documentary. We see that the documentary creators aren't going to gloss over John Crawford's legacy. Uh, Crick of I'm going Crick Is that his yeah, name? Okay. I'm trying to, I, I can't remember how his name is pronounced and now I'm, Oh, I'm on the wrong, uh, Oh, great. It doesn't get easier for me. Where's his name? Uh, No, it doesn't. Uh, Directors Ron Cicero and Kimo Easterwood promise an honest and direct look (laughs) at what Crickafalosi brought to the world of animation. (laughs) Crickafalosi? I'd say Crickafalosi, but I can't guarantee that's right either. Uh, With reports of failing to deliver episodes on time and fostering a hostile work environment. Well, if he's hitting on underage girls, I'm sure it's not the best work environment. According to the documentary, description will address the allegations of sexual misconduct. (laughs) Uh, There we go. They were first brought to light in 2018 by BuzzFeed, where I get all my news, and included an admission that Krikafalasi had engaged in a relationship with a 16-year-old girl. It's clear from the trailer that the folks who worked on Ren and Stimpy have great respect for the show and how it's influenced the world of animation, but it's hard to rectify that with the knowledge that the person who created it was responsible for so much pain, creepiness, and suffering. Uh, happy, happy. Oh, the lightning scored a goal. Yeah, but they still have to play the rest of the period, so Columbus gets to score again, right? Yeah, no, this is oh. sudden death. No. <laughs> And what does Tampa get to, uh, victory out of? They get to play in 16 hours. No, <laughs> another game. Uh, I think they get a day off. I, I think they get a day off, I think. Yeah. Happy, happy, joy, joy is set to come out August 14th. Uh, and then just as this was going to light, uh, Comedy Central has greenlit a reimagination of the Ren and Stimpy show without original creator John Krikafalasi. Uh, working with Nickelodeon Animation Studio, the cult series rejoined South Park, the Beavis and Butthead reboot and the Daria spinoff Jody in the network's adult animation push. I missed the Daria spinoff. That's interesting. Um, I was never a big Ren and Stimpy fan. Full disclosure there. I'm not. Uh, I never understood why it was so funny. 
Uh, I never, I, I just didn't get it. Um, I understand that you're too young to understand it. Maybe I was, maybe I was, Jeff. I don't know. As a college age person, when it came out, Mm -hmm. it was, I thought it was hilarious. Okay. But then again, that's before you really had adult themed cartoons where your, your adult themed cartoons were like the Flintstones. So, so it was really the first one to really be a cartoon that wasn't necessarily for kids even though it was on Nickelodeon and kids watched it. I do remember that there was a lapse in new episodes coming out. I remember the news that Nickelodeon was not happy or whoever. Who did that one? Was that Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon did it originally. Yeah, they were pissed off that they weren't coming out uh, because they would go like a whole year without episodes. Uh, And then uh, eventually they fired him and did... And brought in a new showrunner or something, and those episodes just weren't anywhere near as good. Good. So, uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, other reboot news: uh, Animaniacs is being rebooted. Jeff, I heard. Animaniacs. I we have paid for play contracts. Something, something, something. There's baloney in our slacks. Mm-hmm. I love Animaniacs. Totally insaney. I Ayatollah Khomeini. I skipped several college courses, uh, classes just to watch that show. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Per Loudwire. Yeah! This is right up. This is up intern, uh, Intern's Alley. Uh, this week in Stupidity, an author claims to have recorded the actual voice of Satan. Promoting a new book, of course. Christian author Roderick Millington. That's a fake name. Posted a clip. Luis Waterwick. <laughs> posted a clip of the devil himself allegedly saying, come into the fire, come to me. Electronic voice. I, thought but- that was, I think that was a Dawkins album, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> That's what he played was a Dawkins <laughs> album. <laughs> uh, EVPs have remained a hotly contested subject in the world of paranormal research for years. TV shows like Ghost Hunters have publicly showcased e- uh, EVPs, not EVH, uh, gatherings and findings, often manipulating frequencies to reveal, in quotes, a disembodied voice calling out from the great beyond. Eh. Whether or not you believe in the paranormal, the voice of Satan recording posted by Millington will cause you to raise an eyebrow. Uh, eyebrow. Uh, quote, <laughs> I like eyebrows. Uh, quote, I will own up straight away to the fact that until recently, I was one of the cynics, sure you were, who laughed at those who believe in the devil. The author begins, then I heard the voice. And everything changed. Yeah, the voice is what did it. Oh, so maybe I should listen to the voice and then maybe I'll. It actually wasn't a bad voice. He's like, hey, how are you? Come to Satan. Come into the fire. Come to me. We got soap. We got this Satan. We have cookies. Yep. Uh, let's see. As I sat at my desk trying to take in the fact that I am faking this, I mean, that I may have been directly spoken to by Satan. After a time, my breath came back and my mind grew more lucid and I knew what I had to do. This book is the result. Right. That book is called The Devil's Playground and Go Screw Yourself. And it features 21 supposed EVP recordings of demons along with Satan himself. Do you think he starts with like a low level demon and then just keeps going up higher and higher? Like gets a high, like a colonel, a general, like and then he gets to Satan. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering about that. So you're saying he works his way up to Satan. Satan doesn't just come right out. Yeah, the first one is like the private demon. And then it's like the second one is what's after a private? Uh, first cl- first class uh, demon? Cor- corporal? Corporal demon. Yeah, I think so. 
however, you don't have to purchase the book. That's good because I'm not to hear Satan's voice. All you have to do is click. Oh, there's a link on this Loudwire article and scroll down into the come into the fire. Come to me. Web player. I, I did do that. And oh, OK. And I have no fucking idea what this guy's talking about. <laughs> Can you understand what he's saying? No. <laughs> and the clip that the clip that they play is like three seconds long. <laughs> Come into the fire. Come. No, that's. It was like. <laughs> very close. Yes, very close. Maybe you should have slowed it down. Maybe you should have slowed it down. Maybe I should have played should've it backwards. Played it backwards. Because rock and metal. Then you get Nickelback. Oh. Uh, rock and metal have a rich history of audio fuckery with religious types eager to find reverse and subliminal messages hidden in songs. Led Zeppelin was accused of hiding the message, he will give you 666 in a song, which actually was deciphered as he will give you a 69. It was a 69. It was misinterpreted. While Judas Priest uh, and Ozzy Osbourne were taken to court following the death of fans, no band was ever convicted of a crime. Well, this was after comic books were, you know, persecuted in the, you know media too yeah oh yeah comic books in the uh 40s to early 50s were the bad guys and well you you guys probably know firsthand you know about the uh you know satanic panic of dungeons and dragons in the 80s Yes. yes very much so um it took us a long time to recover from that um Brian and I's uh, original Dungeons Dragon shops we got dungeons actually went folded in the early 80s because of that um, because there's too many people protesting outside. We could never open the doors. Well, the gate. Actually, the gate. The, gate. the, ga- the portcullis would not raise. Yes, yes. So. What are you playing? That was coming to the fire. Oh, do it again. Do it again. Nope, nothing. nothing. That was not what he said it was. Uh, it, it sounded like people talking on the walkie-talkies. Yeah. It didn't even sound like people talking. It sounded like steel being bent at a, in a factory. Yep. Maybe he was watching Forged into Fire. and he was Forged in Fire? Oh, Forged that fire. was probably it. Uh, let's see here. Oh, no, Forged in Fire. Uh, right now, uh, the new mutant still has an August 28th release date, though it's still somewhat difficult to imagine that happening because they haven't completed the film. Fans noticed that some international marketing teams had replaced August 28th with coming soon. And there's now evidence of further delays. Two theater chains in Thailand are now advertising a September, September 3rd release as are Russia and Denmark. Jeff, pick one of those countries. Where do you want to go? Denmark, Denmark. Wait, which countries are letting Americans in? Uh, none. Mexico and Turkey. I, I, <laughs> Costa Rica. Are, are they getting the? I don't think Costa Rica is letting uh, Americans in. Uh, uh, New Zealand does, but you have to stay in quarantine in one of their facilities for 14 days. I'll do it. I, I'm, all day long. All day long. Uh, they did get their first case after 102 days. Uh, today they oh, hey. they had four cases today. It was a family, I believe. So who came back into the country? I'm guessing no, they did not. Wow, 
Uh, so so they, they it was in, to find out, track down who brought it to them. It was in Auckland, and they literally, because of these four people, they shut down Auckland. Uh, I did see Auckland was in the news, yeah. Yep. And then the re, uh, race, rest of the country is on level two, basically saying, please don't go out unless you really have to, blah, blah, blah. Auckland was basically like, don't go out unless you need groceries. So they, they're recommending uh, everything. So, Meanwhile, we well, we'll that? figure it out one of these days. <laughs> Those New Zealanders, man, they're losing it over there. They got four cases. Jeez. The hell was that? Oh. That's my telephone. I'm going to step out for a second here. If I can figure out how to. 1940s called. They want their phone back. (laughs) Oh, whatever. Uh, Let's see here. Network promo space. Hey, give a listen to the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. You should. They uh, talk about all things geeky uh, with a Pittsburgh slant. So that's good or bad. Yeah, I don't know which one you want. Uh, Everything I learned from movies. Take a listen to them. Uh, they're great. They, uh, Steve and Izzy, uh, they're doing Nicktober Fest. Nope, Nick August. That's what it is. Uh, so, because we're in August now. And uh, I was on their show a couple weeks ago for Gone in 60 Seconds, which may be in our top five. I don't know. And uh, there you go. Check out uh, another podcast called A Film By. What it is that? Is, uh, a new and upcoming I think they've only put out a couple, maybe three episodes. Uh, my my cousin and one of his buddies uh, just started, um, where they basically will pick. They'll decide on a filmmaker for their episode, and then they'll debate movie. They'll talk about different movies that 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 uh, director or filmmaker have done. So. Uh, they're just getting going and, uh, I, I listened to a couple, the first two episodes. So, um, are they local? Are they Cincinnati? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're local. And also, Um, uh, September 12th, keep that date in mind. We might have some news on some stuff that we're getting, working on with the cinema guys. So that should be coming up in a week or so. We'll be laying some information out about that. Some good stuff. Uh, you know what, Brian? Let's see. So while we wait for Jeff, let's try to replace him. Let's see. Who do we have that we could call? Um, I'm, go- I'm going to call Nick, or Neil, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not sure if anyone else is there. Um, you know what? How about this? Hope they're not co- making a new show. We're going to call <laughs> Steve Kondrick from Everything I Learned from Movies. Oh, Jeff's back. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, you can still call Steve. Oh, we are. We're also calling Neil. We're just trying to fill in. Oh, okay. Uh, Steve's going to send something back. I'm recording. But anyways, uh, let's see here. Jeff, we're right waiting for you for the box office news. Let me get you some music. Ready? Box office news. All right. Well, the box office news and report. Um, We're going straight to the top five again because... That's the only thing to do during the COVID sweats. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, number one, uh, the tax collector made 317000 in its opening weekend on an unknown budget. I actually watched the trailer for this. It's the Shia LaBeouf movie. Okay. It's awesome. I heard mixed... Reviews. I heard some people say it was complete shit, 
I heard people say it was bad, but Shia was good in it. I heard people say they really loved it. So I don't know. Uh, they are looking at Shia for uh, Human Torch in the new Fantastic Four. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, not him. Uh, Iceman. Iceman in the X-Men Marvel. Yeah, okay. I'm about to say it was the next man uh, uh, My bad. Human Torch. Yeah. I don't know if I could see him as Iceman, but... Oh, well. Then again, I... I think I personally should play Iceman. Why? Why? Because I want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why not? I want the money. Sure. Uh, Eternals is supposedly bringing X-Men into the Marvel Universe. So, there you go. Uh, what else, Jeff? Uh, number two, the rental made $123,744. That's a total of one million one hundred seventy-eight thousand. 476 on an unknown budget. Followed by that, we have The Big Ugly made 77,000, a total of 451,550 on an unknown budget. Okay. Following that, we have Made in Italy made 34,481 in its opening weekend on an unknown budget. And in fifth place, Juvenile Delinquents made a total of $8,054 in its opening weekend on an unknown budget. Uh, I do like that there's no uh, old school movies like last week. This is all new. That is true. I like, yeah. I mean, at least they did that. Now, does that mean the old school movies just made less than 8000 each? I think last week was a big week for... um, old movies that came out. So I think they've been doing it. I know my local drive through drive in, uh, has been doing a classic film each week. So maybe mm-hmm. last week was just all the drive-ins did classic films. Uh, is that the, okay. That of got my attention. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh, you weren't trying to get our attention. Rats. I was not, I didn't mean <laughs> to do that. Sorry. Uh, just wait, What do you got for coming up, Jeff? Uh, Coming up, released August 14th, two weeks before uh, the new mutants come out, (laughs) we have Fatima. A trial of faith unfolds at the apex of World War I when secrets are revealed to three courageous Portuguese children through a series of apparitions while their doubting family and aggressive government officials try to silence them. It stars Stephanie Gill, Garan Visenik, Harvey Keitel, Sonia Braga, and Alba Baptista. I don't think I did too bad on those names. Look at that. Well, you screwed up Goran Vashevich's name. Besides that, come on, give me a break. Here. Give me a break. Uh, what else, Jeff? I sure deserve it. It's time I made it to the top. Oh, I'm sorry. You got me singing Nell Carter here. Oh God! Uh, also coming out, we've got the SpongeBob movie: colon, Sponge on the Run. Uh, yes, yeah, SpongeBob movie. I don't know. I don't have anything else on it. <laughs> it's a SpongeBob movie. It's, it's a SpongeBob movie. Uh, 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 is this even a new one or? Yeah, it is. It's. Uh, okay. Let me get this here. It's uh, SpongeBob movie: Sponge on the Run. SpongeBob and Patrick travel to the lost city of Atlantic City to solve the mysterious <laughs> kidnapping of Gary the Snail. Uh, they soon prove that Gary. Gary. They, <laughs> they soon prove that there's nothing stronger than the power of friendship as they encounter danger and delight at every turn. 
uh, Keanu Reeves, Tom Kenny, uh, Aquafina, uh, Clancy Brown. Oh, yeah, he's Mr. Well, Krabs. He, yeah, he does Mr. Krabs. Uh, Mr. Lawrence uh, and Snoop Dogg. There you go. So that's uh, – I didn't know – I didn't know uh, if it was going to be released or not. It says, as of now – um, oh no! It got pushed back in the United States. It's being released in Canada this week, but in the United ah. States, it got pushed back. Oh, Canada! So, if you want to go to Canada and watch it, well, we're not allowed in. Never mind. Damn it! If I can convince someone with one of the hockey teams, can I get in? Yes, yes. Just say you're Patrick Roy, Patrick Wah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I'm Patrick Roy. That'll get me in. <laughs> I work for Tim Hortons. Let me in. Hey. <laughs> hey. Here's some donuts. Uh, what else we got? Uh, also coming out, we have Represent. Uh, filmmaker Hillary Bachelor Durr follows three women as they run for political office in the, Amer- the heart of the American Midwest. That's all I got. Is this a documentary or? Yes. yes. Okay. So, uh, we also have Spree. Spree. Uh, Is that about the candies? Sprees. Uh, thirst, thirsty for a following, a rideshare driver has figured out a deadly plan to go viral. Uh, let's see here. It's a black comedy. Uh, directed, oh, he kills people. Yeah. Uh, follows a social media obsessed ride hail driver played by Joe Keery. Uh, John DeLuca. Uh, Lala Joe Kent. Keery. Why do I know that name, Joe David Keery. Arquette. And he Char- plays. Uh, um, he plays Steve in Stranger Things. Okay, uh, that's why I know the name. Thank you. And Misha Barton. There you go. Uh, yeah, David Arquette, and then it's got a couple SNL character cast members in it as well. You want to say spree, or maybe it's a giving away money spree. Sure, sure. Sure. Or it's a smile spree. I smile at you, you smile back. We keep this going. Uh, we got the next one. <laughs> oh, and then also coming out. It, oh, wait. I thought that said boy. Sorry, the Bay of Silence. Well, this is an uplifting one. Will believes his wife, Rosalind, is innocent of their son's suspected murder, only to discover the devastating truth behind her past links her to another unsol- unsolved crime. Uh, it stars Olga Korelniko, Claire's Bang, Brian Cox. Okay, COVID has been really good for Brian Cox because he's had like four <laughs> movies come out since COVID started. Uh, let's see here. Alice Kriji and Carolyn Goodall. So there you go. Didn't do... Well, I think you got Goodall's uh, pronounced right. Anyway. Yeah, I think I did one. So we've got two more. Uh, we've got Sputnik. Summoned to a secluded research facility, a controversial young doctor examines a cosmonaut who returned to Earth with an alien parasite inside of him. Uh, oh, damn it. <laughs> Cast includes Oksana Akanshina. Wasn't too bad. Frodor Bondachark. Piotr. Peter. <laughs> Fyodor. <laughs> Pavel Ustinov, Anton Vasilev, and Vasily Zotov. 
Oh, thank you for putting this one in the uh, <laughs> outline this week. Um, okay. Screw you. <laughs> Screw you, Brian. Stop putting these movies in. <laughs> and then last and oh, maybe oh, least, I don't know. We have In the Life of Music. Love, War, and Music transformed the lives of a Cambodian family over the course of three decades. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Uh, it doesn't have the cast in it. Oh, wait. No, it does. Damn it. Ugh. Hold on. Uh, oh, Ellen Wong. Oh, I got that one. Yeah. Oh, you can read those. Orange Horn Pond. Syrian Chia. Radinik Ben. There you go. <laughs> Not as bad. Who knew the Russian one would be worse? <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff, I did a- have something for you earlier. Um, James Gunn was talking about doing an X-Men film and who he would bring to the Marvel Universe. You're the X-Men okay. fan. Uh, so he would so have... So James Gunn's... All right, so this, this is, is who James Gunn wants. Okay. I don't know some of these. Dupe? Who's Dupe? Oh, Dupe was in Ecstatics. He was that floating green blob. That Slimer? Was, he looked like Slimer. Okay. Uh, Phantom X? Phantom X? F-A-N-T-O? Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Wow, that was a terrible... I never liked Phantom... He's... I don't even quite understand what he was. Uh, something from the future and his... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh... Uh, his nervous system is separate from him or something. It, that sounds odd. It, it got a little goofy there. That I, Wow, these are where James Gunn wants to go, is Dupe and Phantom X. Uh, Kitty Pride. Well, I like that one. Storm. Okay. And Wolverine. Those five? He wants to center the movie around those five? Yes. And he said, "Wow!" And he said, "Because Gail Simone is the one writing the new X Men team uh, comic yeah. and she's like, you know, who's your five that you would put in a movie, or you know that?" And he's oh, like, okay. "If Dupe doesn't count, I don't want to play this game." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, they just showed a picture on this article. Yeah, that's Slimer. That is Slimer. <laughs> uh, let's see. So there you go. I just wanted to get your. Uh, I did start watching X Men the animated series again. I picked it up after five episodes, and yeah. I start. I had a couple of them on in the background while I was working. God, those are bad. It's, they yeah, it, it didn't age that well. No, no. I mean, it's but well, it's slightly better than Super Friends. Maybe, maybe, but it had a. It did not, doesn't have Apache Chief in it. So not as good as Super Friends. Correct, correct. Not tr- uh, top five. Somebody give me top five music. Top five. Top five is from Kevin at Cincy Explorer. He has, name your top five favorite movies from the year 2000. From the year 2000. That's a good one, Jeff. <laughs> Uh, Brian, I'm sure we weren't anywhere close to on the same cadence or... I'm going to disagree on that one. I'm going to disagree on that one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Brian, you go first. 
All right. Starting off number five, Almost Famous. Okay. Honorable mention. I thought I was going to make my list, but I found five ahead of it when I looked at an alphabetical list of movies released that year. <laughs> like, Almost Famous. Well, that'll be on my list. And then I found five, at least five that I put ahead of it. But good movie. Uh, Brian or Jeff, what was yours? Number five. Um, my number five is Frequency. You know what? That's my number five. All right. Jim Caviezel. Um, is it he he goes back in the past, right? He he mentioned he finds a ham radio and is able to talk yeah. to his dad who died talk in a fire. Dad died. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're, they're talking over a ham radio from uh, through time. And it was a mystery. It, and it was better than, say, like the, the lake house with mm. the magical mailbox. The ham radio was much better. Uh, and the Aurora Borealis kind of moved, screwed things up. And Frequency was actually a TV show on CW uh, that did, did not do well. <laughs> no, I never did watch it, so I can't I say think, one way or another. I think I saw the first episode, and that was about it. Uh, that was good. Number five for me was Frequency. Uh, number four for me uh, was The Contender, Joan Allen. Uh, that was number. Why did I hit that on my list? Uh, three. That was number uh, three for me. Love that movie. Uh, she's going to be a vice presidential uh, candidate, and then it came out yeah. that she may have participated, God forbid, in college in a threesome. And, yeah, she might have done something immoral, and so you Jeff, know, and she never, she wouldn't address the issue. Correct. And I like spoilers. It's twenty years old. Uh, that yeah. she never ex- addresses it. She never says if it was true or not. And that was the whole point. She's like, it, do- it shouldn't well, I matter. Actually, I think it actually came out that it, it wasn't even true. Oh, and he asked her, it's like, well, why didn't you? That's right. Well, why didn't you say she does? Because it shouldn't matter. That's right. That's what it was. Uh, really well done. John Malkovich plays a good bastard in it. Um, yeah. He plays a young Mitch McConnell. Um, Is that Jeff Daniels? Yes. That's the president? Uh, Bridges. Jeff Br- uh, Bridges. It's oh, no, Bridges. no, 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 no. You know what? I think you are right. That is Jeff Daniels. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> so, my bad. My bad. So, that was my number four. What's your number four, Jeff? Uh, my number four is The Tao of Steve. What is it was that? a small little movie with, that's uh, the first place I ever saw uh, Donald Lotion. Okay. And he plays, uh, you know, a single guy who, you know, has his, you know, laid back philosophy and, you know, uh, uh, 20-something, overweight, not a great job, but still is getting all the girls because he's got a philosophy of, you know, if you don't pursue them, you will get them. Okay. So it was a, an interesting little uh, little movie from the year 2000. Uh, it was Jeff Bridges and the contender. Jeff Bridges. So, uh, Brian, what's your number four? Uh, number four, Reindeer Games. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Charlize gets topless. That's a positive. Of course, she got topless in everything back then. Uh, bad idea of releasing a Christmas movie in August. Uh, that's why I did like not do Die it. Hard? No, this one was bad. Um, well, yeah, but you said it's a bad idea to release a Christmas movie in August. They did Die Hard. That's true. Did you really like Reindeer Games? I loved it. Really? Okay. I've seen it probably ten times. Okay. I've never seen it. 
never had a desire to see it. I mean, it's I, it's just not a look. I mean, it, obviously, it's not a great movie, but or an award-winning movie. But it was I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And this is for your favorite movie, so it doesn't have to exactly. be award-winning. So, so no matter what you say about anything that I say, Jason, shut up. Hey, hey, you know what? I defend bad movies all the time. Where's the time machine? What year was that? <laughs> uh, 2002. Oh. Uh, Brian, what's your number three? Uh, number three, Gladiator. Honorable mention. Good movie. Good movie. Uh, Russell Crowe. That Crow. won awards. That did win awards. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, have you seen that film since then? I'm wondering how it holds up. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's probably been four Never. or five years since I've seen it last, but it holds up pretty well. Does it? And that's last time I saw it, it held up, but that might have been eight, nine years ago. Is that Ridley Scott? Directed by Ridley uh, Scott? Uh, I, I think it is one of the Scots, if not Ridley. Probably Ridley because Tony didn't do award-winning movies. Yeah, I'm almost positive. It was, yeah, it is Ridley Scott. Sorry. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what was your number three? My number three was The Contender. Okay. Uh, my number two, or my number three, uh, I hobied it. Uh, of course they're, both, you did. they're animated films, so shut the fuck up. Oh, I don't think I had any on my list. Uh, Emperor's New Groove, uh, because it was very sarcastic and I really liked it. I uh, made David Spade tolerable, and uh, that was a Disney film that year. And Titan A.E. Matt Damon. It was a serious adult film for uh, that set in outer space, trying to find a new planet, uh, and it was really well done. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, I have technically not seen either of those. Emperor's New Groove is very highly recommended. I've seen so many clips from Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. I think I've probably seen the whole movie, but I've never watched the movie from beginning to end Kronk was funny in it though which is a sidekick um so that was my number three uh number two uh let's see here uh i had uh, <laughs> my number two here you go brian it may not be good but i enjoyed it bring it on <laughs> i love bring it on honorable mention love yep. bring, those aren't spirit fingers these are these spirit are fingers spirit fingers <laughs> This is not a democracy. It's a cheerocracy. <laughs> I love Bring It On. It is awesome. Elijah Dushku is in Elijah it. Elijah Dushku. That's Gabriel almost Union. enough right there. Yeah. yeah Gabriel Union. Uh, but it, uh, who's the other guy? Um, the b- guy in it, the male. Uh, Jesse. Eisenberg. Jesse. No. Not Eisenberg. Um, Palmer. Spencer Palmer. He, no. He's from, he was in Swim Fan. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesse Bradford. Yes, Jesse Bradford. <laughs> oh, swim fan, that that popular film. <laughs> I just remember Swim Fan came out. I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Bring It On. <laughs> and I think that's the last time I saw him. Swim Fan was not good. No. Oh, let's see. What's your number two, Jeff? Uh, my number two is Unbreakable. Oh, I didn't even know that came out that year. How did I miss that one? I don't know. It was on my list. So, of well, I'm putting that as an honorable mention. Good job, Jeff. Yeah. Great film. Uh, Brian, what's your Probably the last oh. good M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, signs. <laughs> signs. Signs. Uh, let's see. My number two was The Replacements. I knew that would be on at least one, if not 
everyone's list. My number one, put it on the board. My number one film. Red means stop. (laughs) God, that's a great film. Uh, Yeah, it is. I'm sure that would also be on Jim's list, too. And Doug's. Number one fan, Doug's. At first, I was afraid. I was petrified. Uh, Okay, Brian, what's your number one? Number one, High Fidelity. Ah, okay. John Cusack, Jack Black. Um, Todd Luiso. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's the guy that looks like Scam Jeff. Tim Robbins. (laughs) Yeah, Tim Robbins. um, Who are the chicks in it? Uh, Lisa Bonet. Oh. Um, I can't remember... I can't remember her name that uh, plays his girlfriend, Laura. I can't remember her name. Yeah, just I've seen that movie probably 25, 30 times. I've never seen it. Got the soundtrack on vinyl. On vinyl? Yeah. I think I saw the movie once. Uh, you know what makes this really depressing, Jeff, is Unbreakable. I'm looking at movies of 2000. Top picks for yep. you, based on your history, Unbreakable yep. is number one on the list. <laughs> I completely <laughs> missed it. Uh, you didn't look at the, the first one. That was the problem. I went to write to Emperor's New Groove. Uh, what's your number two? Or number one, Jeff, I'm sorry. Uh, my number one is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I figured that was going to be there. You and your George Clooney fascination. Yeah, I think it's more of the uh, uh, Cohen brothers than Clooney. You and Solaris. Uh, Well, that was a great movie. It's like raspberry jelly. Um, So good! (laughs) Is this the one with Waffles Forthwith? Is that that? No. no, Waffles Forthwith was... uh, Tommyknockers? Tom Hanks (laughs) in uh, uh, Lady Killers. Oh, okay. Uh, my number one was replacements. Uh, honorable mention for me was Gone in sixty seconds. Nicholas Cage. I, I really enjoy that film. I, I thought really, that was might have made your list. It was up there. Um, it was up there. Uh, Contender kind of knocked it off. Um, there, yeah, it, it, there, it was up there though. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised Contender made your list. I mean, I know you like it, but I didn't know you top five it. I really enjoyed that film. Really well done. <laughs> Uh, and everybody played their part really good in it. So, anybody else had honorable mentions? I had a few. Yeah, those, those not said yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boiler Room, uh, Duets, uh, Keeping the Faith, Memento, and Remember the Titans. See, Remember the Titans is probably would have been on my list, but I figured I thought everyone was going to say it. So I didn't put it because <laughs> it's, I mean, to me, that's probably the best football movie ever. Made. Even better than the replacements. Two completely separate, different types of football <laughs> movies. But, um, let's see on mine. I had uh coyote ugly. Uh, the perfect hey, storm on the bar. That was enough. What was that last one? Uh, the Perfect Storm. That's George a good film. Clooney. I like that. I enjoyed that. It was very good. Super depressing. Yeah. I was not um, expecting to like that, but I, I really did. Uh, U-571. Uh, submarine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Submarine movie. And, and then, then uh, at the al- bottom of the alphabet, but I did kind of mean to put that on <laughs> my honorable mentions because I did like that movie. 
if it was, and, if it was B, um, B-57-1 or whatever, you would have had it on the list, Jeff. <laughs> K-19, the Widowmaker. Oh. Uh, let's see. Oh, and uh, me, myself, and Irene. Okay. Uh, we had... Uh, uh, I apologize. I forgot to put this on our Facebook page, so we did not get as many uh, talks about it. But we had Brian Auer. He had Gladiator, What Women Want, X-Men. I, no one listed X-Men. And when you look back at it, it's not as good as I probably thought it was when it came out. No, but it did make the first. It was one of the first ones that pushed it into the new era. That yeah. Showed, okay, we can do this. Uh, whole nine yards. Uh, that was enjoyable. And number one, gone in 60 seconds. Good job, Brian. Uh, Doctor, See, I always thought they should have changed the title of What Women Want to Jeff. Possibly the worst movie I've ever seen in the theater. <laughs> what Women Want? Erica, Erica and I both fell asleep <laughs> twice. And we both times we woke up and like we like we had no idea where we were. <laughs> tried to catch up with the movie and then we just left uh, Brian, was, Brian the plot was in the title <laughs> right I will say I think one of the uh, worst movies I ever saw in the title was also the same year what's that dude where's my car I guess brown oh man that was not good it had two funny lines I guess brown and none of them <laughs> Or no, not even funny line. One funny line, one other funny bit, and none of them were done by the leads. Well, it was Ashton <laughs> Kutcher, that's why. Uh, let's see here. Was that uh, Sean William Scott, too? Yep. yep. Oh, God. I love Sean William Scott, but ooh. Uh, Doctor number one had Rocky and Bullwinkle. Be dazzled. Oh, be dazzled. A Girl's Affair, 45. I don't know what that is. Battlefield Earth and Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble. Uh, Nisi. Was that the David Arquette one? Yeah. yeah. Nisi. We always love Nisi. Pitch Black. Oh, Vin. Pitch Black was a damn good movie. Meet the Parents. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> I saw the sequel, but I never saw the original. It's been a long time since I smelled beautiful. Uh, meet the Parents. She put hilarious. Stop it. Not Meet the Parents. I'm probably because I had to watch the sequels to that movie i really don't like that movie maybe based off of meet the fockers but jeff i had to watch those movies with you too uh, uh miss little fockers Con- little fockers anyone? miss congeniality oh sandy i say the same thing damn sandy bullet okay did she pick a bunch of movies that i didn't see the first one but only saw the <laughs> sequel because i saw armed and fabulous but i never saw the first miss congeniality you know what jeff i watched armed and fabulous with you while you were a theater manager and then i yeah. years later i saw the first one with my wife <laughs> at uh, home uh miss congeniality was very funny i enjoyed that one uh is almost, that the one that had the best date ever yes april was it 23rd <laughs> or whatever it's not too warm <laughs> Can wear a light jacket. Uh, almost famous. Oh, Kate. Also, tiny dancer. Uh, number one, Castaway. Hanks nailed the part. So there you go. Wilson did better. Uh, Doug. Jeez. <laughs> Doug, number one fan. Um, <laughs> he had one that I should have had on there. Best in Show. Love Best in Show. The Christopher Guest uh, mockumentaries. 
number four, the replacements. Number three, the replacements. Number two, the replacements. Number one, Fantasia 2000. Just kidding. The replacements. <laughs> uh, Was Fantasia 2000 actually in 2000? Uh, I have no idea. I guess so. I know the Blues Brothers 2000 wasn't, so I... Uh, let's see here. Uh, and Cinema Guy said New Mutants in theaters. Ah, I get it, because it's been out. It's been waiting for so long. It was supposed to come out in 2000. I like uh, that. Uh, you have to explain that to me. I don't get that joke. <sighs> well, you see, Jeff. <laughs> uh, the uh, Stork, uh, he had... No number five through twos, but number one, Memento, because I don't remember the others. Uh, See, that's why you look them up. Jeez, Stork. I mean, do we have to do all the work for you? Uh, let's see here. Uh, and number one, and Kevin. If he would have just tattooed him on his body, he would have known him. Uh, Kevin, who came up with this one, had honorable mentions, first off, American Psycho, X-Men, and Road Trip, and Memento. I did like Road Trip. Uh, number Road five, Trip was fun. Yeah. Number five, 13 days. Number four, meet the parents. What is with meet the parents? I don't know. Uh, number three, Aaron, the, Aaron Brockovich. I, I've got nipples. Can you milk me? <laughs> uh, number two, Castaway. And number one, Brian's movie, Remember the Titans. So there you go. Look at that. Uh, let's see here. And I think that's it. That's all we had. Uh, just give you some ideas on some of the movies that did come out that year uh, that weren't really talked about. Dinosaur, the Disney cartoon. <laughs> that came out the year 2000? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, scary movie. Uh, the Beach. Uh, let's see here. Little Nicky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. I didn't remember seeing like a lot of those on the list unless I just skipped uh, right past them. The Patriot. Uh, something oh, yeah. I watched a couple weeks ago. Danny, oh, roll it up. Hollow Man. Oh. Uh, let's see here. Um, just going through these. Mission Impossible 2. Yeah, the worst of the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, let's see here. Damn Char- you, John Woo. Jeff, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. That was written on my list originally, but then once my list started getting along, I'm like... I can't really keep Charlie's Angels even as an honorable mention. And we got a few more sci-fi movies. Dungeons but and Charlie's Dragons. But Charlie's Angels did have Cameron Diaz dancing in the short shorts. Dungeons and Dragons you did not put on your list. Was that from the year 2000? Yep. 2000. Uh, I did let's... not see that on my... Well, I must have had a shortened list because I don't remember seeing that. Just a couple more. Red Planet, The Cell, uh, Supernova. Uh, let's see. Oh, God, the Gary Shandling uh, movie. What planet are you from? <laughs> I missed one of the probably the best movie. What's that? That I could have put on my list. Get Carter. Oh, Get Carter. Um, the, they had uh, they have comic books or well, graphic novels, actually, because they, they're not comic books. They, they're just in a container. Um, hardcover uh, graphic novels of the Get Carter series. Really well done. Really well done. Um, movie was very, uh, wasn't very well received or didn't mm-hmm. quite get it any kind of feel like, you know, it, it was very overlooked, I should say. But I really was, enjoyed, I enjoyed that movie. It, I enjoyed it, but uh, it had Stallone in it, so um, I love it. I believe that one was, 
uh, I think that was the the graphic novels that came out with it. I think they were just uh, recent, or well, within the last ten years. Uh, Highlander so, Endgame came out, and yeah, people stopped caring about Highlander by then. <laughs> and our lips are sealed with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. So just let Ooh. you know. Apparently, the year two thousand was the year of Piper Parabo, though. <laughs> I mean, along with Coyote Ugly, she was in the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Is she I the mean, Scott Speedman of uh, actresses? She was supposed to be the next big <laughs> thing and just never did it. <laughs> uh, Chocolat was out that year, too. Chocolate. Yeah, chocolate yeah. came out. Uh, 102 Dalmatians. Uh, oh, God. The, how the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Yeah, that was not good. No. Jason on the Argonauts. <gasps> big Mama's House came out that year? Oh, God. Uh, oh. The Ladies' Man. Ladies Book of Shadows Two, Blair Witch Two. Do you remember Kim Basinger's "Bless This Child"? Bless the child. I remember seeing the trailer for that all the time. I do not. Uh, our favorite card game, <laughs> Sexy Beast, uh, came out that year. <laughs> I saw that on the list. I still have yet to actually see that movie. But the Skulls and Scream Three. So just some of the movies. It's kind of interesting. To go back and see that Leprechaun uh, in the Hood. Um. Oh, yeah, Requiem for a Dream came out that year. Really? I have not. I have not seen that, and from what I hear about it, I don't know if Ooh. I want to. And what Rules of Engagement? That was that was really good that too. Was decent. Fi- the first Final Destination. That was good. Yeah. And what lies beneath? The Flintstones, the Flintstones in Vivo Rock Vegas. Snatch. Oh yeah, Blake would have had that on his list. You know the guy that shows up. Uh, sometimes. Dang uh, High Noon? Oh. So many good okay. movies. <laughs> Romeo Must Die. I have not seen Shanghai Noon, but I have seen Shanghai <laughs> Nights. Were you totally I, lost? <laughs> I started working Traffic? in 2001, so everything that came out in 2000 they made sequels for, I saw the sequels, but not the original. Romeo Must Die, an extremely goofy and an extremely goofy movie. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Jeff. Oh, how, oh, I missed that. How to Kill Your Neighbor's Dog came out that year. I missed that, too. <laughs> okay. So many good movies. So, bad idea of the week. Listing every movie from the year 2000. <laughs> bad idea number 2000. <laughs> Jonathan Lipnicki vehicle, The Little Vampire. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> You know, that guy could probably kickbox somebody to outer space. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. He uh, would kick my head, op- split it open like a melon. So, bad idea number 2000, reading all the movies from the year 2000. Uh, bad idea number 2012, watching a m- sequel before you saw the original, like Jeff. Uh, let's see. So, that's it this week. Uh, no guests this week. So, we don't have to plug anything. Uh, Unless you want to plug something, Brian. Here he did. Oh, I did. I did plug uh, something while you stepped away, Jeff. Jeff. Ah, okay. So yeah. I'll have to list to find out what you plug. To go back in time and answer your house phone from 1950s. <laughs> well, see, I thought I was clever putting that ring on my cell phone because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what the phone sounds like. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's not that original because a lot of people fucking do it. So like you're out in public and you hear it and I'm like... My phone's not ringing. Why are you people using my phone ring? That's why you're I supposed the, to have electronic shit. That's why. You, that's why you use the Chewbacca uh, uh, phone. Oh, that's for my text. 
Yeah, uh, that, so you, so you and my sister have that. So, yeah. and I have, <laughs> we don't know who's getting texts when you guys are together. And then I have uh, the uh, Cantina music as my ringtone from Moss Easley. Uh, some titles for the show: I'm on a podcast. Uh, batteries equal manual labor. Boo this man. Boo this man. The intern is on my lawn when Jeff was trying to kick him off. Uh, back-to-back peanut butter. And that's all I had. So I didn't write anything after listener feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I had Carol's fourth act. Uh, everyone's coming. No. Jesus porn. I spelled it with an O. This is Satan. We have cookies. Uh, private demon. Corporal demon. I just like private demon, just to leave it at that. Private demon. We got dungeons. No. Oh. On an unknown budget. Uh, Jason tries to read Russian names. <laughs> and raspberry jelly. <laughs> uh, I like that we got dungeons. <laughs> I actually did not write anything down. Okay. But I, I highlighted two words out of the stupid demon paragraph that I, okay. I, I, it just stuck out, and it's audio fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if you use the the asterisks, nope, because that plays that messes up the iTunes thing. I've tried that before, fuckers. Uh, let's see, they don't like they don't like symbols in their titles. They really don't. Even exclamation points, because that's in every single one of our titles. No, they need words. They need real word world words. Oh wait, I take that back. That's in every one of our titles except one because I put one up once and forgot the exclamation you did. point. You did. <laughs> uh, I like that we got dungeons, even though it was a sad time for Brian and I when we lost our Dungeons Dragon store. I kind of like that we got dungeons. I like that we got dungeons. The name of your store. Back to back peanut butter is pretty good too. I do like back to back peanut butter. Jeff, what you pick? Back-to-back peanut butter is one of those that will make people think, what the fuck is that about? Yes. Where we got dungeons. all about. Yeah. Where we got dungeons, anybody who listens, they're like, oh, that's Jason. Dungeon and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen. That's that's Jason talking about Dungeons and Dragons again. Okay. So I can go with back-to-back peanut butter. No. (laughs) (laughs) Back-to-back peanut butter. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Whatever. Jason tries to figure out the title of the show. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Back to back peanut butter. There you go. Thank you. Gotta go up at the end. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Listen and tell Hobie.